0: Welcome to Lemon Lessons for Leading Life. I am your host, Jeffrey Sandejas. Join me as we find and discuss motivational quotes and grow as leaders together. This week's quote was inspired by reflecting on social media and how it impacts us as leaders. Join me as we discover what this individual meant when he said, comparison is the thief of joy. Let's talk about it. So, who said such a quote? Well, it was none other than Theodore Roosevelt, born October 27th, 1858, and died January 6th, 1919. Theodore, also known as Teddy, was the 26th president of the United States of America. per whitehouse.gov With the assassination of President McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, not quite 43 yet, became the youngest president in the nation's history. He brought new excitement and power to the presidency as he vigorously led Congress and the American public toward progressive reforms and a strong foreign policy. He took the view that the president as a steward of the people, should take whatever action necessary for the public good unless expressly forbidden by law or the Constitution. I did not absorb power, he wrote, but I did greatly broaden the use of executive power, he said. Roosevelt's youth differed sharply from that of the log cabin presidents. He was born in New York City in 1858 into a wealthy family, but he too struggled against ill health and in his triumph became an advocate of the strenuous life. In 1884... His first wife and his mother died on the same day. Teddy spent most of the next two years on his ranch in the badlands of Dakota Territory. There, he mastered his sorrow, and he lived in the saddle, driving cattle, hunting big game. He even captured an outlaw on a visit to London he married his second wife in December of 1886. During the Spanish-American War, Teddy was lieutenant colonel of the Rough Rider Regiment, which he led on a charge at the Battle of San Juan. He was one of the most conspicuous heroes of the war. Boss Tom Platt Needing a hero to draw attention away from scandals in New York State, accepted Teddy as the Republican candidate for governor in 1898. Roosevelt won and served with distinction. As president, he held the ideal that the government should be the great arbiter of the conflicting economic forces in the nation, especially between capital and labor, guaranteeing justice to each and dispensing favors to none. Roosevelt emerged spectacularly as a trust buster by forcing the dissolution of a great railroad combination in the Northwest. Other antitrust suits under the Sherman Act followed. Roosevelt, he steered the United States more actively into world politics. He liked to quote a favorite proverb, speak softly and carry a big stick. Aware of the strategic need for a shortcut between the Atlantic and Pacific Teddy ensured the construction of the Panama Canal. His corollary to the Monroe Doctrine prevented the establishment of foreign bases in the Caribbean, and he arrogated the sole right of intervention in Latin America to the United States. Teddy would go on to win the Nobel Peace Prize for mediating the Russo-Japanese War, reached a gentleman's agreement on immigration with Japan, and sent the Great White Fleet on a goodwill tour of the world. Some of Teddy's most effective achievements were in conservation. He added to the nation and to the national forest in the West reserved lands for public use, and fostered great irrigation projects. He crusaded endlessly on matters big and small. Exciting audiences with his high-pitched voice, jutting jaw and pounding fist. The life of strenuous endeavor was a must for those around him as he romped with his five younger children and led ambassadors on hikes through the Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C. Leaving the presidency in 1909, Roosevelt went on an African safari, then jumped back into politics. In 1912, he ran for president on a progressive ticket to reporters. He once remarked that he felt as fit as a bull moose, the name of his new party. However, while campaigning in Milwaukee, he was shot in the chest by a fan. Roosevelt soon recovered, but his words at that time would have been applicable at the time of his death in 1919. He said, No man has had a happier life than I have led. A happier life in every way. So, why did I go on for almost six minutes talking about this president, talking about Teddy, when at the end of the day, the quote is, Comparison is the thief of joy. Because... As you see in Teddy's life, he accomplished so much, but not once necessarily did he stagger and worry about what someone else was doing. It doesn't matter, as Dwayne the Rock Johnson would say, right? It doesn't matter what the other person is doing. What only matters is what you are doing. We've all heard the phrase, the grass is always greener on the other side. Is it though? That's all perception. That's all what we imagine it to be, right? It's always better over there until we go over there. And then maybe it's not. Maybe we realize, wow, we actually had it pretty good, right? But because we compare, that's just who we are as human beings. We always see what others have. We don't see under the surface, right? We may look at someone who is making a lot of money. However, we don't know the struggles that they face to achieve their goals and ensure their success. Why does it matter for us to compare our lives, our journey, our values, who we are, to someone else? Because comparison is the thief of joy. Why do I come back to that quote? Because, simply put, it is. When you are so focused on comparing your life to someone else, you lose sight of what is right in front of you. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing that you can have. Right? Oftentimes, I think we all do this as kids, right? We we go and hang out with our friends and we get to see how great it is over there, right? And then we start comparing our lives, our families, our parents, our upbringing to someone else's, right? Wow, wouldn't it be great if we had their parents? Wow, they have game night. Wow, wouldn't that be great, Right? So, you start comparing all these things and you start then wondering the what if, right? Wow, that looks great. Again, in the surface, it looks fantastic. But you don't know what is going on underneath. Yes, that family, your friend that you just compared yourself to, wishing that you had their life, for all you know, their parents don't really talk to them. Their parents, don't really spend time with her kid. And yet, you have very loving parents that spend time with you. Yes, maybe you don't have game night. However, your parents are there for you through thick or thin. Right? But because we don't see these things, we only just see, Oh man, well, my parents don't do this. My parents don't do that. My family doesn't do this. And what does this cause? Ah, this causes us to chase the shiny new thing, right? Again, I bring it back to the quote, Comparison is the thief of joy. When you start comparing yourself to others, you start chasing this new elusive thing, right? Wow, so-and-so drives a nice car. I want one. So you go buy it. Can you afford it? Maybe. Maybe. But what if you can't? That desire, that want of, of this great shiny new toy is actually one of the biggest curses in your life because now you're going to end up losing the car anyways because you can't make the payment. Right? And it goes the same thing with a house. Right? We start chasing the bigger, nicer thing because that's what everyone else has. Right? And speaking of what everyone else has... Let's look at life in general, right? As you kind of start going through the aging process right out of high school, you start then comparing those who stayed and decided to work right out of high school. Those who then go off to college, right? And then once you're in college and you continue, right, once you kind of hit your 20s, about 22 or so people start getting married, right? And then you start comparing there. Oh, man, everyone's getting married. What's wrong with me? Oh, man, people have jobs lined up. What's wrong with me? And you start comparing. But let me tell you something. Who's in control? Right? And this is the lesson that I had to take and that I had to accept for myself. When you start comparing yourself to others and these timelines and wanting what others have, In due time, things and opportunities will present themselves. It may be in the most random of ways, in the most unlikely of ways. Sometimes in the most unopportune times. Sometimes it will be in opportune times. However, there's only one person that knows all, and it's on their time. And if you're a believer, you know what I'm about to say. It's on God's time, right? It doesn't matter the time frame, the time window that we think things are going to happen. At the end of the day, we have to trust in God and His timing. So, tying this all back through, as leaders, how does this affect us? Why is it that I said that this quote came to mind as I was thinking about social media? Well, think about it. You have your Twitter. You have your Facebook. You have your Instagram. You have every other outlet out there. TikTok, right? And everyone is always posting everything. Look at the great trip I, sh- I just took and, and just went on. Look at the, the cruise and the ship I was just in. And look at this and look at that, right? And everyone always portrays what? The absolute best versions of themselves on everything and anything that they are doing. Right? You see them at the beach. Oh, wow, what a great view on this cruise that they just took, right? But you don't see that the ship was actually stranded for half the day and there was chaos behind it, right? Everyone always wants to show the best version of themselves because what do we do? We all compare ourselves, right? So this whole illusion is what we all live in, right? Everyone always wants to make sure that they are showing the best of every aspect of their life. They want to show that everything is fantastic, right? Going back to that notion of that house or the car that maybe you cannot afford. You go and post pictures of it. Wow, look how flashy it is. Look how great it is. And yet no one sees you crying inside. Because we don't post that. We don't share that, right? But we sure as heck are going to show off to everyone how great we have it, right? Why do we do that? Because we allow our egos to take over. And our ego says, I am better than you. Our ego wants satisfaction in putting others down. In the pursuit, right, of always ensuring you are the best. In the light to everyone else. Right And so when we start comparing ourselves to others, what does this take us down? This takes us down an avenue, a route of always having this false chase, right? Because it's not real. What you are seeing what people are portraying sometimes is not real. You' are chasing a fantasy that is not yours right? It could be with hard work, absolutely, but the exact fantasy and story and portrayal that the other person is showing, no. It's not real, 100%, right? We don't know everything underneath the surface, right? Another example of this is I think of the fitness industry, right? Right? You see a lot of influencers, and they are showing off how lean and muscular they are at sitting at 5% body fat, or even 7% body fat, right? And we all think, wow, that, that is what women want. That is what men want. That is what I should strive for. I am not good enough, right? And so we continue to push ourselves, we continue to challenge ourselves, hoping To one day reach that. Yet, why is it that we have to reach 5% body fat? Why is it that we have to reach whatever social media is showing us? Now, there is a balance. Don't get me wrong, right? I'm not saying that we need to all just say, Well, Jeffrey thinks that I am happy as I should be. And it's okay to be obese. That's not what I am saying. What I am saying is live a healthy lifestyle that fits for you. But as you compare and think to yourself that that is the normal, right? And the reason why I say that is we have normalized this physique. Because when you look through social media, that is all you see, right? All the models, all the influencers, they're fit as can be. And you wonder what is wrong with you. And so you're not happy. Right? And this can lead down a whole other avenue of things. And so this takes me back to the quote of comparison is the thief of joy. You will never be happy. You will never have joy in your life. For so long that you continue to compare yourself to someone else and desire what they have. Because you you lose focus in what you have in front of you. And what you need to work on to be the best version of yourself. You cannot lead someone else by constantly comparing and desiring something else. You simply cannot. So as we live in a day and age where social media tends to dictate what normalcy is, let me tell you, why is it that we don't necessarily always see effective leaders? Right? Think about it. Why is it that we hear and see about all these things that are going on, but we don't always see examples of great leaders nowadays? right and this has nothing to do with politics however when you look at teddy roosevelt he stood for one thing and he ensured his values were always his compass right he stood for the people and he said he will do whatever he could to help them as long as it was legal and within the constitutional rights right When you look at today's society, who are the leaders of today? And I don't mean celebrities. I don't mean politicians. Just think of your life. How many people in your life can you think of that are strong leaders? And before you answer that, a manager that is successful is not a leader always. Because you can be a manager, a good manager, without being a good leader. Just as much as you can be a good leader without being a good manager. So I ask again, reflect on your life. How many good leaders do you actually know? How many role models are there? Right? In today's day and age, there aren't very many. And so if we continue to go down this false chase, we're just feeding into the norm. Right? We're just feeding into it all. And I don't know about you, but for me, I'm not about doing the norm. It's about pushing myself Going against the grain if I need to. Making the right decision that is best for everyone. Allowing me to ensure that my values and beliefs are constantly holding true. Right? And ensuring that I am a successful leader. At least for me, that is what I hold to my core. So I ask, if you can't think of very many... Maybe it's time for you to step up. Maybe it's time for you to be that leader. To lead others around you. To lead yourself. Right? And stop comparing to others. Because like I said, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. It doesn't matter what other people are saying. The only thing that matters is what you are doing. I hope you gained an appreciation and a new perspective on the quote, Comparison is the thief of joy. And if you find yourself wondering how you can make an impact today and grow as a better leader, start there. Stop comparing yourself. Because it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. So live your life. Be that leader for yourself and for everyone else in your life. And lead people. Because like the quote says, Comparison is the thief of joy. Until next time, subscribe and remember to Soar High Like Eagles and Lead On!